Welcome to the Plan B CRNA podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Jones, and I'm so excited that you're here. The Plan B CRNA podcast is the only show made specifically for nurse anesthetists who are exploring options outside of their traditional career paths. This is the place to expand your mind and your goals as we uncover new ways to produce side income together. Journey with me as I go down various rabbit holes to explore the best Plan B options for you. This episode is brought to you by On Call Capital. On Call Capital is dedicated to educating CRNAs and other healthcare providers about investing outside of the traditional stock market. On Call Capital also provides opportunities for you, yes, you, to create passive income and generational wealth while also lowering your taxable income through investments in the apartment and alternative investment spaces. If you haven't hit subscribe yet, make sure you do that right now so that you don't miss an episode. Thanks so much for joining me today. And now on with the show. Welcome to the rabbit hole on the Plan B CRNA podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Jones. And throughout my journey in finding a Plan B, I've gone down numerous rabbit holes to figure out which ones actually work for me. And since I've done some of this research already, I only think it's right to bring that information to fellow healthcare professionals to help aid in your search. As always, it's important for you, the listener, to do your own research and form your own opinions. Everyone's situation is unique, and a plan B that works for one CRNA doesn't always work for another. Self-awareness is the key in any decision you make, since you must have an accurate grasp of your own strengths, weaknesses, and goals. Now, today's topic is one that I've actually heard about on Bigger Pockets for years, but I recently actually had somewhat of an experience with it. Our rabbit hole of the day is dun 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 mobile home investing. I originally slated this one to be just one episode, but it ended up being much more in depth than I actually imagined. So I've broken it down into two episodes for ease of consumption. Today, I'm going to talk about the mobile home market and opportunity as well as how to become involved as a passive investor and an active individual mobile home investor. In part two, I'll talk about active mobile home park investing and the pros and cons for owning your own mobile home park. As we get started, though, I need to clarify a few terms. Mobile homes, manufactured homes, and trailers are often used interchangeably with one another. And and that's not necessarily a bad thing, but each has a slightly different connotation. No matter what name you use, though, this type of housing is always built in a factory and transported down the highway to its final destination. Now, a trailer is defined as an unpowered vehicle equipped for living in, typically used when traveling for recreation, such as a fifth wheel. But uh, it can also be termed as a, an actual mobile home. So it can mean, you know, either either or, okay? Uh, obviously, there is a bit of a negative stigma with the mobile home version of the term, but You know, it is what it is, I guess. Um, Factory homes that are built before June 1976 are considered to be mobile homes. That's because the Department of Housing and Urban Development, or HUD, had fewer rules and oversight prior to 1976 when it came to factory-built housing. Now, once HUD stepped in, many builders were actually forced out of business due to reduced profitability from the increased building and safety standards. So the term manufactured home was used in an effort to distance the industry from the mobile home reputation. That didn't work out really well, as both terms are still used pretty interchangeably despite that 1976 demarcation in quality. Let's take a look, though, at the opportunity. It's estimated that roughly 6.5% of the U.S. population, or 22 million people, 
live in prefabricated homes. The manufactured housing market is on pace to grow at a compound annual growth rate of 5%, starting back in 2019 all the way to 2028. The need for high-quality, reasonably priced homes has never been higher as we continue to face higher costs. And the average expense per square foot for a manufactured home is around 50% less than the traditional single-family homes. And around 1 in 10 new homes that are built in the U.S. are, are those manufactured homes. Now, that doesn't mean that mobile homes have been immune to rising costs. The average prefabricated home sale price has risen around 80% since 2014, roughly matching that of all the home values in Zillow's home value index. With the supply chain issues from COVID, prices rose sharply in the last few years. However, the average sales price of a new manufactured home in the U.S. peaked at $131.8,000 last July, still much less than the standard single-family home. So why are individual investors getting into mobile home park investing? Well, since they tend to be lower priced than apartment buildings, mobile homes are not really sought after by big institutional investment firms, which leaves the door open for individual investors to step in. And since they tend to be low maintenance with high returns, mobile homes and mobile home parks are becoming a preferred way for investors with less capital to get into real estate. But it's not just the cost of the manufactured homes themselves that drives the savings for investors. It's important to know what we're actually talking about when we say we're buying a mobile home or a mobile home park. So let's take a look at the key differences between a mobile home park investment and other real estate investments. So number one, owning the land versus owning the property. This is the big one to remember. So when when purchasing a mobile home park, you are buying the land and leasing it to individual mobile home owners who own their own homes. You can contrast that with an individual mobile home, single family rental, or multifamily investment where you actually own the physical property. Number two, lot fees versus HOA fees. Mobile home park tenants pay lot fees, which cover the cost of leasing the land that their home sits on. In contrast, homeowners in an HOA pay fees that cover the cost of common area maintenance and repairs. And sometimes, mobile home park tenants will pay both of those fees together depending on their community. Number three, tenant turnover. Mobile home parks tend to have high occupancy rates and many tenants will stick around for a long time. My grandparents, for one, have been in their current mobile home park for over 15 years. Tenant turnover can be high in some mobile home parks, though. Due to the mobility of the homes and the lower cost of moving, making management attention more necessary than you'd sometimes like. Number four, economies of scale. Mobile homes and mobile home parks can provide economies of scale, allowing investors to save money on maintenance, repairs, and other costs by managing multiple properties. This can be tricky, though, depending on how close your homes or parks are to one another. And finally, number five, lower purchase prices. As mentioned before, mobile home parks generally have a lower purchase price than single-family or multifamily properties, making them a more accessible investment option. Again, this is because of the reduced cost for building a prefabricated home, and in the case of mobile home parks specifically, only buying the land that the park sits on. With all of that said, I wanted to provide the personal story that recently brought mobile homes to the forefront of my mind. In the last couple of months, my mom and I have been searching for a place that she could purchase for my aunt to live in. In the Tampa Bay area, as in many other metros, rents have skyrocketed over the past few years. And since my aunt is on a relatively low and very fixed income, we were concerned about her ability to keep up with inflation. Hence the hunt for a place 
so that my mom could provide her own version of rent control. Over 55 communities are popular and prevalent in Tampa Bay, and my mom ultimately ended up settling on a condo in one of those kinds of communities. But before we got there, we actually looked at several places in over 55 mobile home parks. The prices for a home were in the $50,000 to $100,000 range, which meant that my mom could possibly pay in all cash to avoid a mortgage. However, we ran into a few problems. First, many of the mobile homes were built in the 70s and 80s with original bathrooms and kitchens. They may have been in good condition, but they were definitely dated. Now, for the lower-priced ones, the conditions of the homes, homes themselves weren't that great. There were soft spots in the floorboards or renovations that needed to be done. And many contractors avoid working on mobile homes, so some of the renovation options were limited. We were concerned about both quality and the overall price that it would take to actually get these places up to snuff. But most importantly were the HOA and lot fees. The reason we decided on a condo was because the HOA fees were less than half of that of the equitable mobile home park in the area. Now, I'm not sure if that's the case everywhere, but it certainly is in Tampa Bay. My aunt could afford about $1,000 per month, but lot fees and HOA fees for the mobile homes were already around $750 to $800 per month and rising at 3 to 5% per more per year. And at that rate, my aunt would only make it to about six to eight years before my mom would have to supplement her in some way. Now, I want to note that this isn't the case everywhere or even in most places. The average lot rent in the U.S. is actually $380 per month, according to some experts. But, of course, that rate depends on several variables and can range from $100 to $900. For example, Quail Run Mobile Home Park, a 34-site park where I live in Winston-Salem, has lot rents between $350 to $475 per month. Now, as always, real estate is very local, so conducting your own research is important here. Which brings us to the reason we're actually here. How in the world can you get started investing in mobile home parks? Like many real estate investments, you have a few options here, depending on how active or passive you'd like to be. So let's start with the passive options. You can invest passively in three different ways. Number one, independent operators. You can choose to invest with an experienced mobile home park operator who manages the day-to-day -day operations of the park, and you receive a share of the profits. This likely requires personal relationships since the initial investment price is typically low. You'll likely do a joint venture, although it could work out as a small syndication if the park is large and the price is high enough. Number two, funds. Invest in a mobile home park fund and the funds management team will handle all the operations and provide regular returns. These funds typically invest in many different mobile home parks, spreading your risk around different markets across the country. And number three, the stock market. Yes, you can directly invest in manufactured home stocks and REITs. There are plenty out there, and of course, you'll want to do your own research before making any investment, but here are some examples. UMH Properties Incorporated, New York Stock Exchange ticker UMH, is a real estate investment trust which owns and operates 127 manufactured home communities with approximately 24,000 home sites. UFP Industries Incorporated. NASDAQ symbol UFPI, which manufactures and distributes wood and wood alternative products through National Home Center retailers. Sun Communities, New York Stock Exchange ticker SUI, which owns, operates, and develops manufactured housing and RV communities across the U.S. And finally, Equity Lifestyle Properties, 
New York Stock Exchange, ticker ELS, is a real estate investment trust, or REIT, that owns and operates mobile home parks, RV parks, and marinas in the U.S. And that's not all that's out there, but you get an idea. And, and of course, you have to do your own research. But, you know, hey, if you're here to get your hands dirty instead, there are two very different ways that you can own your very own mobile home park investment. However, if you're here to get your hands dirty instead, there are two very different ways that you can own your very own mobile home investment. You can purchase individual mobile homes, or you can purchase a whole mobile home park. First, let's talk individual mobile homes. These are a lot like purchasing a single-family rental home, but there are some caveats to consider. The average cost for a mobile home is between $60,000 to $120,000 on average, according to Fixer.com. There are different types of manufactured homes, too, and they are produced in sections, as you can probably guess. Back in the 1950s and 60s, they were typically only 8 to 10 feet wide. Now, manufactured home sections are commonly 14 to 16 feet wide, and each section requires its own serial number or vehicle identification number. Now, there are actually three different sizes of manufactured home out there. Single wides are a single mobile home section and are 14 foot by 60 foot on average, but can be built up to 18 feet wide and 90 feet long. Double wides are two separate mobile home sections that are joined at the final location. These are on average, 24 feet by 60 feet, but they can be built up to 36 feet wide and 90 feet long. And triple wides are, you guessed it, three mobile home sections, but these are a lot less common than single wides and double wides. Now, as an active mobile home investor, you'll notice that some mobile homes are in pre-existing mobile home parks and others are located on their own private land. Let's talk about mobile homes inside of a park first. You almost always will be purchasing just the home and not the land that it sits on. I mentioned land or lot fees earlier, and you are responsible for those because you are technically renting the land that your home sits on. Those lot fees may or may not include water, sewer, and or trash charges. In addition, you'll need to follow all of the rules and regulations of the mobile home park, or else you risk being evicted from the community. And speaking of communities, all manufactured home communities have rules. When the park is created, the owners decide on the age ranges of residents for their community. And these can be residents of all ages, adults over 18 years old only, adults over 40 years old only, and adults over 55 years old only. So if you're a 30-year-old who wants to buy a mobile home in a park, even for purposes of renting it out, you'll have to search in family communities instead of those that only take adults over 40 or 55 years old. Mobile home parks may have other restrictions too, such as pet or pet breed restrictions, income or credit restrictions, the number of children allowed in a home, or a certain percentage of owners to renters in a community. It just depends on the community itself. Now, if you're buying a mobile home that's attached to private land, this is considered to be a home-slash-land deal similar to single-family homes because you're purchasing both the home and the land that it sits on. You will be responsible for all of the utilities on the property. Now, you may run across a seller who wants to sell the home but keep the land. And in that case, you'd have the option to relocate the home once it's bought. The depreciation for a manufactured home is a bit of a muddled mess, with some folks claiming that you can depreciate the value over five years if you keep the axles and wheels on because it's then considered a readily movable piece of personal property rather than real estate. 
Others claim that the depreciation period is 27 and a half years, whether it's anchored to the land or not. So I'd listen to your CPA on that one. And as you can see, there are a lot of considerations for getting into mobile home investing. So I'm going to stop part one right here, but I want you to make sure that you check out the show notes for some great resources to help you in your journey. And you can also check out the following books, How to Make Big Money with Mobile Homes, The Ultimate Guide to Mobile Home Investing by Glenn and Carrie Getter. The authors share a combined two decades of mobile home investing experience, and they provide great advice for those who want to learn how to buy and invest in mobile homes the right way. How to Buy Mobile Homes, The Unorthodox Guide to Capitalizing on a Hidden Niche in Real Estate Investing by Adrian Smood, who went from an evicted tenant to a highly profitable and financially free investor. He shares his 20 years of landlord experience to help you learn from his mistakes and take action. And finally, The Invisible Deal, Why Mobile Homes Are the Perfect Investment and How to Flip, Wholesale, and Rent Them by Matteo Nicholas. The author wants to show you how to start investing in this real estate niche for less than the price of a beater car and only 10 hours a week. Matteo does this by taking an in-depth look at wholesaling, renting, and flipping homes. That's going to do it for the show. As always, I'd like to thank you for listening to the Plan B CRNA podcast. If you found value today, make sure you hit subscribe and give us a five-star review. The show only grows because of you, so make sure you share it with a friend, family member, or colleague to help them on their side income journey. I also want to hear from you. If you have a question, comment, or rabbit hole topic that you'd like me to cover in an upcoming show, just put it in your review of the podcast. I check those all the time, and I cover those questions in future episodes. If you'd like to know more about me and gain access to passive investment opportunities, make sure to find me on Facebook, LinkedIn, or visit my website at www.oncallinvestments.com. Make sure you join me again in two weeks for part two of mobile home investing. This is Bobby Jones signing off. Until next time, stay safe and take care of each other out there. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Plan B CRNA podcast. If you haven't already subscribed and reviewed the show, I'd be honored if you took the extra time. It really helps to expand our reach and get the word out about the show. If you're a CRNA who is interested in sharing your story on our podcast, I'd love to have you. Please email me at bobby at oncallinvestments.com for more information. This episode was brought to you by OnCall Capital. They are dedicated to helping providers like you develop passive income and generational wealth through investments in the apartment and alternative investment spaces. Feel free to check out their website at www.oncallinvestments.com and subscribe to their free educational email series. You can find OnCall Capital on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also check out our YouTube page, where you'll find all of the show episodes along with other educational videos. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode.